Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to the research tab. And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, a humble human on a mission, here to help you achieve and receive the best hair, skin, and nails of your life using my background since 2011 as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist and having performed over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures. I bring the best of many worlds, including the worlds of home care, in clinic, and also the research behind what truly can help slow aging looking at some of my research on oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin. In the School of Radiance podcast, we explore many things beyond just the superficial to help you glow from the inside out and become your most radiant version. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone to today's live recording. I'm thrilled to be joined here today with an expert in the space of sexuality and sexual wellness. And in today's episode, we are learning about the connection between sexual health and holistic beauty. You might not have ever thought of these two being intertwined. However, if we want to show up as our most beautiful, high vibe, radiant, sexy versions, our sexual wellness also has to be on point and an awareness of intimacy with ourselves and others. And we're going to talk about how does our sexual wellness impact our beauty and irradiance. And we have a guest joining us today. We have Anna Lindforce here. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a sexologist, psychologist, and specialist in sexual therapy with a background in preventative healthcare and bioharmonization slash biohacking. Anna's journey to becoming a sexologist started by navigating her own challenges, being diagnosed with endometriosis at the age of 20. Chronic pain and hormonal treatments shifted her from celebrating womanhood into problem-fixing mode. It was through biohacking, endo and remission, and reconnecting with her sensuality that empowered all aspects of her sexuality is our care is our core literally it's part of our core <laughs> and that's why unlocking yourself sexually is so powerful and elevates all aspects of your life Anna helps women elevate health performance and pleasure via cycle-based living which we'll talk about in today's show via the h-e-r her method that she developed it's about returning to yourself, optimizing your lifestyle based on your individual biorhythm, love biorhythm stuff. Let's definitely talk about how we both use that in our lives, reconnecting with your sexuality and womanhood and elevating all aspects of your life. 
to help all women reclaim their health, Anna founded the femtech startup Her, the app that uses biometric data and cycle tracking to give women personalized health programs based on their individual needs. We open applications to test group, so message Anna if you want to be the first one to access the platform. Anna also speaks at events about changing our culture around sex and reconnecting with each other. We crave authentic connections, yet lack the skills to build them. It's time to change this. It all begins with reconnecting with ourselves. That relationship with ourself is the foundation for all of our other relationships. She is also the lead author of Social Resilience in the Resilient Being book. In the book, she writes about building resilience through processing trauma, learning how to build secure relationships, and connect with sexual energy. Wow, this is an exciting episode that we have in store here for you all today. Let's give Anna Lindforce a warm welcome here on the show. How are you today? I'm so good, thanks. Um, thanks for having me here, it's a pleasure. Wonderful. And so Anna has made the journey from Europe. She's now on the West mm -hmm. Coast of North America. We're going to be connecting, I'm sure, over some nice organic vino or maybe some dry farm wines uh, mm -hmm. when we're back in the same city together, which is pretty cool. So Anna, tell me a little bit about your story and maybe also because before we were recording, we were talking about getting back into our feminine energy and how mm. that can sometimes be programmed out of us to work like a man. So I'm just curious, um, maybe your story around that and what got you so interested in becoming a sexologist? Yeah, I mean, um, like you said, in the intro, I was diagnosed with endo when I was 20. And those of who you don't know, it's a medical condition where the lining of your uterus grows outside uterus um, and it's pretty it's pretty painful to, to say the least um, and it impacts your health in in many ways so, and I was pretty young when I was diagnosed and and growing up in Finland uh, we we live in this very performance centric and almost masculine world where we have equality but that means that you know women you you tap very much into your masculine and you perform at a high level so I was diagnosed at 20 I was like okay no biggie, this is not going to impact me. I'm just gonna deal with it, fix the problem, go through the hormonal treatments. And just after years of pain and disconnection, I, I had enough. It's like, this is not the life I want to live. I need to learn about myself and I need to learn about my body so that I can feel good. Um, and as part of that, it was all about tapping into femininity learning about my cycle you know I felt like a teenage girl again um, after leaving the synthetic hormones and just starting to celebrate these different hormonal phases um, enjoying it um, and to me the key difference was understanding that I am a powerful woman but I am powerful in my feminine and that changed everything in my life and that's what I want to help women uh, do as well Fabulous. Having, uh, you know, gone through this myself, being a far too masculine in Canada over the last few years, four by fouring, you know, looking like a guy on the trail. So other drivers wouldn't be like, oh, there's two young, attractive women driving. It's almost like sometimes we can put on this more masculine looking persona for our own protection if we don't feel safe. 
And that's a really important root cause to identify in any areas of our lives where we might be a little too masculine in the way that we are, and it's likely a protective mechanism. And when women feel safe, this is when we can get into our beautiful, delicious, feminine, radiant state and, you know, be better sexual partners, but we have to feel safe. And then the men want to lead, they, you know, they want to be the provider, the protector, and all of these things and, and really be a leader. And a lot of those kind of interplays have been um, impacted over the last few years. So with you speaking about what it was like in Finland for you to almost be in that more masculine role so that you could compete, it's, it's been a lot like that in North America too. So I'm curious, I love to ask everybody on the show, this is the trillion dollar question. What is radiance to you? And when I'm talking to the sexologist, I kind of think about the Sex and the City episode where all four girls, Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, and Charlotte are at the table. And then Charlotte says to Samantha, you look like glowing today. Did you get a facial? Mm. And Samantha says, no, I just orgasmed all morning. <laughs> That's what is it. radiance? That's, that's, a key, that's the key to radiance. I mean, if you look at it deep down, radiance is being, it's being so connected to yourself that it just you just let it shine. You're so connected to your inner core, your sexuality, your sensuality, and you're enjoying. Um, so instead of diminishing who you are, you just you let it vibrate. And that invites you. Um, that invites others in. And I think that's what makes you charismatic. So to me, radiance is just letting you shine your light. Mm. What's interesting is that I'm maybe picking up on some nuances between European culture and North American culture. One of my girlfriends, mm. she's German. She did this beautiful talk at a conference I was at in Arizona not too long ago. And she's talking about how when women are in their most beautiful, delicious state, you know, everything, mm -hmm. those juices, they just start flowing. That love yeah. starts flowing. That's mm -hmm. a sign that you're in flow. And it's, um, I, I almost wonder if just with North American sort of versus European culture, um, this is different. Would you say there's a difference between women in North American Europe at this time with their sexuality and femininity? I mean, there's definitely, um, well, there are differences between individuals, but I do see differences between countries. So, for example, Finland is pretty advanced in terms of sex ed and sexual health. So it's more open, so to speak, uh, versus in the States. Um, there's a lot of restrictions to that. There's a lot of shame. So, for example, if we talk about masturbation, a lot of women don't talk about it. They don't want to do it necessarily and then my perspective is like hey self-pleasure is a moment for you to get to know your body to explore pleasure it's it's almost this healing practice that you do and it's such an important dimension of your sexuality and then a lot of women come to me and they say but oh but Anna but but self-pleasure feels different than having sex with a partner that's the point. That's your opportunity to explore who you are, what you like, and then you can share what you want with that with a partner. So I would say that's definitely a key difference um, in terms of how we perceive our sexuality. So 
I think in Europe it's it's becoming more owned. So our sexuality is for ourselves and then we share it. Whereas I think in Amer America, it's still a little bit behind in that what is women's sexuality? Um, do women give sex or are women active participants in sex? I was actually listening to an interview that you did on YouTube and mm -hmm. it was talking about pornography and for me personally, I don't watch porn. There's like stuff in there, energetic stuff. I am not interested in exposing my eyes and ears to, you know, these people are going through traumas doing what they're doing. Some people mm -hmm. enjoy it. I don't. I never have. I've never resonated with it. And you were talking about how there are a lot of issues with it. So when mm -hmm. we're talking, especially in regards to intimate moments with ourselves some people use those kind of mm -hmm. tools and you know sex is very pure a beautiful expression mm -hmm. of sex and spirituality and the energetics of two mm -hmm. souls coming together is is really profound and i think that things like pornography put a, a huge perversion on that so i'm curious about um do you think porn is healthy oh um it is it's a difficult question in many ways. Um, I'm not strongly against or for it, professionally speaking. I do see a lot of issues with it. Um, you know, so for example, porn has taken the sex culture to a point where um, a lot of people just watch porn um, and they have very superficial connection with themselves and with um, with other people because they're watching porn and because they're getting that kind of simulated satisfaction through it. It also distorts our understanding of what sex is because people are lacking um, sex ed. So that's why then most people go and watch porn and it's like, okay, like how do I actually have sex? You watch porn, that's that's not what sex is. That's, that's an illusion created um, for a purpose, for a commercial purpose. Um, so my answer is that whether porn is good or bad depends on what kind of porn it is. For example, audio porn is completely different to, to visual porn. It, it um, depends on the ethics of it. I would advise everyone to kind of pause and reflect on your relationship with porn, uh, especially as women. I remember because I'm not into porn. I don't watch porn. I was always disgusted by it. And I, I just felt, okay. I, I've, am I broken because I don't like this stuff? Like, I know. Actually, I, it's like, am I the only, like, I, do you have other friends that are like us too? Or is it kind of just I, us? No, it's us? like, it's actually most, most people that I talk to and, you know, my clients and it's like, actually, maybe we're not broken. Maybe porn is broken, but, but it's funny how that's often the first, the first question. It's like, Hey, okay, this is, this is a bit off. This is not right. And that's where the feminine intuition comes in. So when something doesn't feel right, listen to that because that's your body telling you um, and that's your body aligning you. Um, so for everyone, I say pause and reflect for yourself um, and also reflect on alternatives for porn. You know, use your imagination, really connect with your partner, connect with yourself, do sensual dance. We can add the, the playlist link here. Just close your eyes. Tune into your body, tune into the music. It's 
beautiful. It's beautiful what you can produce just by connecting with yourself and connecting with your partner. I love this. Um, having come from a very spiritual upbringing and practice and all of that, my great grandmother was actually the second female ordained evangelical minister in Canada. And then great, great grandmother uh, was also uh, from the UK. It was a spiritualist. So I've always had huge Mm -hmm. elements and influences of spirituality, not necessarily quote unquote religion, but more spirituality, but this was never talked about. And the, it's almost like a ultimate expression of having a really grounded spiritual practice, the energy, it needs to be moved with your partner. And that can be moved in such a beautiful, balanced way, especially when we feel safe. And when we're not, when it's not perverted, if you will, and I feel like sexuality these days is becoming very perverted. um, And all of that. (laughs) You want to go see a show? pay cover and go somewhere where it's, you know, you have to be of age Mm -hmm. to see it essentially. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, But I do feel like the, why I'm really excited to talk to you today is I feel like the, the feminine sexuality is, is being distorted. Mm -hmm. So when you see someone who is in their feminine, they are expressing themselves in a very healthy sexual way what does that look like? What does healthy sexual expression look like and play out clinically? Mm. I mean, with that, like with everything else, it looks different to individuals. But generally speaking, when we look at women and, and what's happening, we have a lot of transgenerational trauma. We have a lot of hurt um, caused by men. And, and I'm not blaming men here, you know, we all have a lot of challenges. We have this culture that's very disconnected. Um, so then we end up hurting each other when, when we don't want to. But for women, when you shift into that masculine, when you shift into that protective mindset, you're not able to surrender and let go. And that's the key to sex. That's the key to pleasure is, is letting go, surrendering, feeling. You can't think sex. You know, you need to experience sex. Um, So what I tell women, and I love how simple the answer is in terms of learning how to surrender and learning how to connect, because the answer is to pause. That's how you shift away from that performance mindset, this super high, you know, masculine, achieving, um, mind over matter mindset. You pause. Even just when you lie in bed in the morning, for two minutes, just pause and tune into your body. Can you gently just stroke your skin? Doesn't need to be sexual, but you pause and it makes such a big difference to your day. Just having that tiny moment. And then when you have that pause, when you have that awareness, what you need to do is to actually work on on letting go because we have so much shame about our bodies shame about our pleasure you know insecurities because sex is not actually about sex and i'm coming from a sexologist i know it sounds very controversial but sex is where our primary needs of being accepted um, being seen being good enough 
meet our primary fears of being rejected, being abandoned. And that's what we dance between. And that's why sex can be the most integrating, the most healing, the most elevating experience you will ever have. But the reality is that for most people, it's actually very disconnecting. You feel empty and you feel shame. And, and we need to change that. Um, and like I said, pausing, pausing is the answer. Oh, I love this. So what I took from that, the pause and present moment awareness for beauty and radiance. Mm. Pausing, just observing other people in my life when they have exchanges with other people, they're always speaking really fast and not allowing space for pauses in exchanges, mm. in conversation. Yeah. And this also likely plays out for people like that, that are in this, you know, high beta, let's get stuff done, let's get all these tasks done, being in the masculine they're also likely not going to be very able to pause and perceive and pick up on all the nuances that are available that are also forms of communication and intimacy. If we're just like, blah, 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 go, 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 go all the time. And then you also mentioned the present moment awareness, which I think is so beautiful. It's turning off that higher reptilian brain and being more in the mammalian brain. We don't need to be in fight or flight all the time. We don't need to be worrying about the woes of the world on the other side of the planet. Really what's important and the biggest impact that we can all make is really what's in front of us and having beautiful, radiant, high vibe, positive, emotional exchanges with one another. And sex can be just that, you know, it doesn't have to be what, for example, certain media forms are saying it should be, right? It's, it's very individual. It's very specific and um, can be tailored. So when we're talking about sometimes we're not in that present moment or we can be disconnected, the mind can be somewhere else. This takes a lot of brain training to really turn off that higher brain. It's that part of the brain that is trying to tell you to survive, but it can get you in those thought loops, which is a huge waste of your energy. And a lot of women struggle with in intimate interactions. So why do we sometimes disconnect from our bodies and how can we move more into a balanced feminine state? How does this make us more beautiful? I mean, it's no wonder that we're disconnected from our bodies because that's what our entire culture is. You know, from, from childhood, we're taught mind over matter. Think about this. Your emotions are not valid. Um, and you're constantly doubting yourself. It's like, okay. I have this gut feeling about this person that I'm dating, but it's probably nothing. Like it's probably, it's probably I'm just, I'm just making stuff up. So you're, you know, you're constantly dismissing your bodily reactions or your bodily emotions. Um, so really, if you want to return to that balanced feminine state, what you need to do, like I said, you need to pause. You need to learn how to listen to your body. You need to learn when you feel hunger, for example, not just eat because you're told to eat every three hours, small meals and do, you know, like that mind over matter stuff. Pause and like learn when you're thirsty. Um, like I said earlier, what, what really helps people reconnect with their bodies can be these simple things like central dance. Start your morning, you know, you take a warm shower finish off with a cold shower, 
so simple as that and you just activate the senses and then you put on this music and you feel you connect with your body you can do with closed eyes or look into the mirror naked I, like just for some people just looking into the mirror naked and appreciating your body can can feel scary so often you go and you look at this okay I feel insecure about this or my thighs a little bit like this or like my my left boob is a little bit too big or you know what whatever it is um so i don't know if, if this answers your question but like i said the answer is to pause and then to learn to understand what you need and learn to listen to your body i love hearing you speak and watching you with your movements <laughs> You are just this beautiful feminine goddess talking about some really potent stuff here. And I would just love everyone to observe how Anna is carrying herself. Uh, Anna, you are just exuding grounded, balanced, feminine, beautiful, radiant energy. And when we're thinking about how to be as attractive as possible, this is what I teach in my program, The School of Radiance is to, in essence, behave like this. When you're cool, calm, and collected, you're not running a million miles a minute, and we're calm and in the present moment, you're more in those positive emotions. People want to be around you more. And as a beautiful woman, we're not, you know, constantly fidgeting or checking her phone all the time or all this stuff. We're just more in the moment. We're moving a little slower, a little softer. Our voice is also nice and slow and soft. And, mm -hmm. and when we're in this state, we will look more beautiful. We'll look more put together than in this, you know, highly masculine, high beta state, which is also going to age you. So being in the way that you are, Anna, I wouldn't be surprised if you also have a fairly regulated nervous system. So... Mm -hmm. Let's talk about biohacking for a second. How can biohacking, cold showers, all this stuff, basically essentially learning how to regulate our nervous system so we can change our thought patterns from the higher brain to more mammalian brain, positive emotions. How do you biohack sexual wellness for slowing aging? Oh my goodness, I love this question. Um, my approach to biohacking sexual wellness comes through connection, connection with yourself, self-pleasure, orgasms, um, and just expanding sex, expanding intimacy. Um, there's, there's, there was actually a study done that found out that loneliness is more harmful for your health and longevity than smoking. Everybody talks about smoking, and we live and we live in this disconnected culture, disconnected world where where people are lonelier than ever, and they feel worse about their bodies than ever. So, my my sexologist tip is to is to really build intimate connections and explore different types of orgasms because the sex we have these days it's it's very penetration centric, it's very performance centric, which means that. Um, oh, I could, I could go on about this forever. I love talking about orgasms, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, you know, we have this mind. No, 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 no. Like, we don't want to <laughs> rush an orgasm talk here. Let's, let's no, we don't. Um, you know, if we, if we look at kind of typical sex, typical heterosexual sex that takes place, let's use Jake and Rose as an example. Um, 
it's totally unrelated to Titanic. They just they just came to my mind, and then I realized like, oh, there's the names in, in Titanic. But what happens during sex is that you know Jake learns from porn all of these different positions and techniques, and he's doing all of these you know different things. And then Rose has no idea what's going on. She doesn't she doesn't know how to orgasm. She doesn't know her body, and she's just feel insecure. And she tries to learn how to how to moan and like make the sounds and how to please Jake. So what they end up having is very disconnected sex. And instead, what they would need is to pause, come together, and talk about sex. And it's like, hey, I like it when you touch me here. This is how I would want you to touch my clitoris. And like, this is what brings me pleasure. I want you to look into my eyes when we're making love. I want you to hold me. How can I make you feel safe? How do we resolve conflicts? Because that's actually the key to enhancing your sex life, to, you know, to promote longevity, is how you navigate through the difficulties, how you connect with each other. And then, you know, all the red light therapy comes in, how you can promote libido, you know, there's different supplements, adaptogens. Um, I always recommend personalized supplements. So work with a health coach um, so you don't end up stressing out your liver um, in, in your attempts to promote promote your sex life, but obviously, you know, blood circulation. So yeah, do the grounding, um, get some sunlight. It's all the basics. It, it sounds basic stuff, but they're basic stuff for a reason. Um, you need to have them in order, and then you can, then you can do all the fun stuff and add some screen cream to the mix. Yes, there's lots of fun things we can do. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you know I love to talk about air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, yeast, fungi, mold, heavy metal detoxing. Now, at the end of the day, we want to get all this stuff that's in our environment out of the way because it's going to mass up with our purity, otherwise known as oxidative stress status or the toxic bucket theory that I talk about a lot. If you aren't filtering your air, you're going to be getting heavy metals breathed in through your respiratory system. That's usually how we get heavy metal exposure. That's going to mess with your central nervous system, which could impact your intimacy and libido and sense of connection. Next up, we have our lighting. You know, got to have that good lighting, right, for sexy time. Candle lights, turn off those disgusting LED lights. They're totally going to mess with your circadian yeah. rhythm balancing anyways, too. And then we have water. Bathing in filtered water, drinking filtered water, reverse osmosis. Because if we're not, we're going to be getting exposure to pharmaceuticals. We're going to be getting exposure to biofilms and other toxins and phthalates that are in the PVC piping that give your home the drinking water, which are hormone disruptors. Next up, we have electromagnetics. Lots of meds on the market, Viagra, Cialis, they essentially work on the physical blood flow situation, right? They don't necessarily work on the intimacy stuff. If you want good blood flow, ground your body and have your blood flowing properly. Now, this means getting off your phone, being outside barefoot for 30 to 45 minutes a day. If you want good blood flow to all those areas, to your brain and your sexual organs, grounding is essential. And then if you're clearing out the things like yeast, fungi, mold, toxins, parasites, you're also not going to have different chemical imbalances and nutrient mineral deficiencies for making your brain work 
so when we're as pure as possible, we can then also experience femininity, beauty, radiance, sexual energy with ourselves and our partner when we're in that pure state. So it's not just about having a clear mind. It's literally clearing your body too. And check out the description in this episode, favorites page on the website for some of my favorite resources. What are your thoughts on some of the things that, that I just mentioned? I'm writing a paper on all this stuff. So I'm researching environmental toxins on the central nervous system, what we can do about it. How do you see it playing and overlapping with your work too with sexual wellness? I mean, I love how you integrate everything together. And that's also my approach because until now, you know, sexual health has been this elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. And then when we start talking about it, it's like, okay, let's talk about sex. Let's let's talk about relationships, but you're not gonna have a good sex life if you have imbalanced hormones. You know, you're you're not going to feel connected to your partner um, if you're not um, in good health. But also, it doesn't matter if you take 15 or 75 supplements a day when you're having a conflict with your partner. That's, that's going to disrupt your health. It's all very interconnected. Um, and that's why we need holistic approaches to, to say, approach health from, from all of these areas and then combine it together. And at the core of that is reconnection. Reconnection with nature, reconnection with ourselves and... Um, each other it's really interesting as women in business i'm sure you've noticed this too anna when you pose when you post a video of yourself or a picture of yourself in a bikini or something showing a little bit more skin you know there's a lot more engagement the algorithms certainly will show that to a lot more people Mm -hmm. than a picture of ourselves looking you know, cute and pretty and professional with like some meaningful blurb to it. It's just, it's just how this stuff works. So if we want to, in a healthy way, we're a woman, we're in business, we're having exchanges with ourselves, other people, places and things. We want to be professional. We want to be taken seriously. How do you recommend we infuse a little bit of healthy, sexual, attractive, Mm -hmm. feminine energy in our work and not have it be too overtly sexual, offensive, perverted, things like that. How do we how do we integrate sexuality beautifully in our work and in our life purpose? Oh, I love that question. Um, and as women, it's something for all of us to pause and reflect on. But the way we can use our sexuality is by owning our sexuality. Because sexuality is not just sex or owning your sexuality doesn't mean that you're being sexual or you're flirting. It means that you feel good in your body. You feel good about yourself. You feel confident. And that shows. You approach, you know, meetings, you do networking. For example, on on Saturday, I went to this event and I had to choose between wearing a more conservative dress or wearing this, you know, cut cut down blue sexy dress that I knew that I would feel very vibrant in. And of course, I choose the blue sexy dress because I want to feel good. I want to feel sexy. And I want to be in my in my own power. And if somebody doesn't take me seriously, or if someone judges me based on that, that's on them. That's their responsibility. 
So for women, we need to understand that in order to change the culture around our sexuality, we need to become actionable in that. We need to have the courage to be sexy for ourselves and not assume that us being sexy is for other people. It's us celebrating who we are. And that's what makes the difference. I love it. I love adding a little bit of that feminine mm -hmm. mystique to that mm -hmm. too. Yeah. <laughs> I love being um, a sexy woman who knows how mm -hmm. to play it up at all the right times, yeah. all the right ways. <laughs> Yeah, and then sometimes you can be so much in your masculine and, you know, me leading the team and things like that. It's yeah. like, we got to get things done. You can be, I'm, you can I'm a blue everything. dress like you. That's my favorite mm. dress. You, you, If you look at my social media, I'm wearing it like every single photo. It's my favorite dress because yeah. that one, it's silky. It's so mm -hmm. figure flattering. It's yeah. low. It's got this huge slit up the thighs. I, I actually bought it in Palm Beach. I saw that. I saw that dress in shop window. I think it's like five story or something in Palm Beach, Florida. It's like, I need that dress. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna wear our dresses and we're gonna go out together. We're gonna celebrate womanhood and femininity. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Anna, it was beautiful having you on the show. I love having these types of connections um, in the health space sexual wellness is really kind of only talked about it unfortunately behind closed doors with the practitioner mm -hmm. and there's more and more uh, wonderful humans coming out and talking about how we can beautifully integrate more of more of a beautiful feminine way of being in our personal and professional relationships have it be balanced and all that i like this idea of being a more beautiful feminine radiant sexual human and getting the most out of this life in all aspects. I mean, being here is a gift. And it's no mistake that each and every one of you listening are here on the show with us. Anna Lindforce, where can people find more about you, work with you, and uh, learn more about what you're up to? Well, the best way to reach me is through Instagram. So at Heal with Anna. Um, send me a DM. I love to help as much as I can. Um, those who want to work with me individually, um, you can sign up for the wait list. I open new client spots in, in August. So right now it's, it's fully booked. Um, and like you mentioned in the beginning, uh, we are, we're building the app. So if people want to test, um, test the app, join the, join the platform, you can send me a message or sign up via the website. Um, it's really what we're building is um, women's health tailored for women. And I love that it's instead of reducing women to only our cycle or ignoring our cycle, we take into consideration the cycle and the you know hormonal fluctuations of it and then build a personalized plan for each woman so that you can elevate, so that you can celebrate yourself as you are based on your needs. Beautiful. Uh, in your introduction, I read something that was about a specific method that... Mm -hmm you teach. Can you tell us a little bit about this method that you work with? Well, I work individually with clients. So first, we obviously assess the situation. Um, 
most women that come to me have some kind of trauma, sexual trauma. So obviously we address that. But it really comes down to uh, helping women reconnect with themselves, with their feminine power. Uh, obviously we use, you know, breathwork, meditation, looking at your lifestyle, biohacking. But deep down, it's about um, changing your mind in the sense that you start looking at your femininity as a source of power, as a source of celebration instead of it being a problem. Connecting with your sensuality, sexuality, and just expanding sex. And um, it's beautiful what my clients have done. Going from sexual dysfunction and not even being able to have sex into full body orgasmic healing experiences um, through their own journey and through them just reconnecting with themselves. And that's beautiful. I, and that's why I love what I what I do. Beautiful. I love how it sounds like you're interweaving the development of a healthy ego, mm -hmm. the cultivation of an awareness practice around your mental state, spirituality, doing some health stuff, obviously too, mm -hmm. all in an effort to allow us to function, behave, and interact in our most beautiful, radiant, high vibe, pure form. So being a sexual goddess also goes hand in hand with having a deep spiritual and emotional awareness of yourself and your soul and being very discerning who you're connecting with and engaging with in that energetic exchange. I'll, I'll share with the audience here one of my favorite ways to, you know, get those juices flown, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm is through conversation yeah. and you know you can have fun with that conversation and all that stuff but it's through communication and you yeah. said some really really key things when you're talking about your sexual preferences you were using words like what and how mm -hmm. and those are actually keywords to use in negotiation mm -hmm. so if you mm -hmm. want to have the sex of your dreams you might have to negotiate that a little bit and have good boundaries <laughs> with what Actually, you like and what you don't like. And just expand it with your partner because there's, mm, there's, there's so much there that you can explore and experience and share. And, and often, you know, also we think about intimacy as sex, as intercourse. But often the most intimate thing can just be holding, holding each other for minutes, for hours, and just looking into each other's eyes. That's beautiful. Take a nice hot Epsom salt bath with some baking soda, borax, detox while you're at it, get some oils in there. Whoo, that sounds like a good oh, time. Massage. Oh, massage. <laughs> see, bio, like biohacking is sexy. You know, you do all this stuff and you do it together. It's like, mm, it's, a it's building it a beautiful connection. Together is key. Because if one person's on the biohacking bandwagon and the other isn't, <laughs> That you don't yeah. have similar values. <laughs> exactly. Then there's the disconnect. Then yeah. So disconnect. get your get your partner biohacking. That's that's the <laughs> takeaway from today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's so funny. I mean, that's a whole other topic in my life. But anyways, enough mm -hmm. about that. Great to have you here on the show, and I look forward to connecting with you in person when I'm back in your mm -hmm. neck of the woods uh, at some point soon. So I'll be sure to ring you up. We'll exchange. We'll exchange contact details yeah. after we stop recording here. 
Uh, do you have any closing words for us today? My closing words would be that anyone listening, please take two minutes today to reconnect with your body and then see the difference. Oh, well said. Love when you said start the day off right, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That connection with yourself. Yeah. Setting that intention of how you want your day to go and connecting exactly. with yourself. And then you get through the tasks that you need to do. Um, I find that I actually do them when I take the time exactly. to center, ground center, balance, and line. So thank yeah. you so much, yeah. Anna. Can't wait to have you back on the show.